I think it's so important when we can think ahead, even if things are great in our life and if we're happy with how things are right now, and think about what would I like to change in a year or two years? Hello, and welcome to the Connect Podcast. This show is all about helping you connect to your soul's calling so you can take action on it. Because the sweetest success is a blend of discovering your purpose with the inner drive to bring it to life. I'm Sheila Botello, health coach, lifestyle entrepreneur, and mom of two, best known for my online wellness programs, mentoring, and self-love passion. Listen in for inspiring interviews, solo chats, and Q&A sessions that will move you past overwhelm towards what lights you up. Stop accepting good enough and go for your version of great in your health, business, and relationships. Let's get started. Hello. Today, it's all about decision-making. The world is changing a lot under our feet, and many of us find ourselves looking at our lives and trying to assess what to do next, how to live differently, seeing if there's any changes we need to make. Sometimes those changes have been imposed upon us, and that can be really challenging when it's not our choice. However, I think it's so important when we can think ahead, even if things are great in our life and if we're happy with how things are right now, and think about what would I like to change in a year or two years? I really don't think planning any further past five years is something that we should all be doing in this age. The world changes so quickly. To have a five-year plan even can be an interesting concept. So I think instead it's really about us aligning with what we see for ourselves a year, two years, three years ahead of us. And right now that may be a little daunting for you, but I wanted to share three stories from my life and the resulting tips and lessons that I learned from each of those that I try to apply to other decision-making times in my life. So today, really what I'm going to share is three things that have helped me during times of big life decisions. I'm going to share one time from my 20s, one decision-making time from my 30s, and one from my 40s. Because, you know, why not? (laughs) It's nice to be able to have retrospect on some of these times, uh, because each time we make a big decision in our life, the lessons we learned from that time, we can then build on to kind of the toolbox that we designed for ourselves and build up over time as we're facing future decisions. So the first uh, lesson that I want to share from my 20s was all about taking control of my health. If you've read anything on my website or some of my blogs at SheilaVitello.com, you will see that I grew up in the country in rural Ottawa, Canada, and I had a garden in the backyard, lots of fresh air. We lived on a dirt road. I was outside a lot. I spent my time reading, sometimes in the willow tree out back, and I rarely got sick, and I really... I think I rarely even missed school as a result of illness. Mind you, a lot of my peers, it was the same thing. It was the time we were in and perhaps where we lived as well. And as I moved to the Toronto area and I lived on my own, 
I realized there were so many other amazing, fun, takeout, fast food options available. And I'd never had an issue with my health or my weight or anything like that, other than I did have skin issues and that was hormonally charged, which you can hear on another episode where I share about that. But when I realized I could just eat whatever I wanted and really nothing changed for me initially, I felt like it was so great and I was working really long hours and I was excited to be growing in a young startup company in the personal development field. And then something shifted. Over time, I started to find that I really struggled with getting enough rest and staying healthy during you know busy times. And I didn't put two and two together until a few years into my 20s that what I was putting in my body, the food I was eating, and the time that I spent working so hard, uh, really not giving myself a chance to refresh, really impacted me. And I would get extremely sick in the wintertime to the point where I was on antibiotics a lot of the time. And so... I had a wake-up call when I realized I can't be missing out on going to work all the time because I need to earn income to live and to support myself. And so I realized I need to do something with my health so I'm not falling ill all the time. And I just, I obviously didn't like how I felt. It seemed totally out of alignment for me to be sick all the time. And so I started to read up on nutrition. I started to look at food and really what is food. And so as I was deciding how to make these changes, what I needed to do first to see if it was going to be something that I would actually follow through with is I had to zoom way out in my life and say, well, what if I do nothing? What if I keep living and eating and not exercising and working long hours like this for many years? What is the outcome going to be? And I may not have fully understood it, but as I looked at other people and their stories and started to hear what they were experiencing, I saw that it could mean illness, it could mean loss of vibrancy, and just living a life where you're never feeling 100%. And I thought, you know what, I really, I don't want to live that way. And so I then also shifted, well, what would happen if I actually made a change. And what kind of changes could I make? I zoomed out and I thought, wow, I could have more energy. I could have more opportunity. Feeling good could really help inspire other people too. And that really got me because my life very much is about helping people feel good, find more joy, connect to their purpose, feel their worthiness as they live their life. And if I'm down and out and sick all the time, well, then how am I going to help anyone, right? So I zoomed out. And as I looked at those choices, I started to then educate myself and fall in love with the wellness world and with what was possible and with this miracle body that I lived in and that all of us live in. And I learned about cellular nutrition and I learned about how just because they call it food on the commercial doesn't mean it's actually nourishing your cellular structure as a human. So That changed the game for me, zooming out and saying, okay, what is life going to look like if I don't make a change? Am I going to be happy with the outcome? So that's the first tip from my 20s, zooming out to make a decision. 
And certainly we don't know exactly what's going to happen as we take one and two and three steps forward. Often we don't see that far ahead. But when we move in that direction, we will often get an indication of, are we going in the right direction? We get feedback. We know that when we eat certain foods, how does it make me feel? Usually with food, you can learn pretty quickly. If you do what I often do with people on an elimination diet where they remove a bunch of foods and start very simply and then slowly start adding back food, you really get an indication of what food supports you and what food really is your body's rejecting. So we can do that with tasks in our life. We can even do that with the relationships in our life. And that's a whole other topic, but we have to realize we have the choice. We have the choice. We get to choose what we're going to do and how we want to feel and what steps we'll take to get there. So that was a lesson from my 20s, and I believe it really applies to every area of our life as we're making decisions moving forward. The next lesson is from my 30s. And I don't know, maybe this was actually partially from my 20s because this one is all about the decision of whether or not to start a family. I got married at 24 and Peter and I both decided, okay, within five years, prior to getting married, we decided within five years, we'll start our family, but we'll wait a bit because we wanted to travel. We wanted to grow our business. We wanted to really enjoy time together and have that freedom together. And then each year after that, for five more years, we kept asking each other, well, are you ready yet? And neither of us was. And the cool thing was we were always on the same the same page as that. And I'll never forget one evening when Peter came inside and he'd been talking with our amazing next door neighbor who had two girls, who, you know, was just such a wonderful father, still is. He's now a grandfather. He's amazing. And his wife, two dear friends. And he said to me, or he said to Peter, and then Peter told me, well, you know, you have something special to give to a family. What if you actually just decided to start a family? And he kind of shared some of the gifts of what fatherhood had brought to him. And that brought it really into perspective. And of course, I I loved my upbringing, my younger years. Um, I loved the family life that we had and the love that I had from my parents. And so I knew that I had it in me to give. And Finally, we just realized once we'd been married 10 years, yes, this is this is what we want. And we also knew that if we didn't do it at that point, we probably never would. We also had friends who chose not to start a family, and we, we thought that might have been us as well. And we supported them in that decision. And the beautiful thing is, again, we all get to decide. But how did we make that decision? Well, ultimately, we started to you know, just set some boundaries with the time that we were willing to invest in our business and in other people in our life and see how could we fit in parenting and parenting in the way that we wanted. We looked at both of the thing, the ways that we were raised, and we pulled the beautiful portions of that experience out and thought, okay, here are the things that we really want to instill in our family life. And then here are the things that we don't want. So we set some boundaries with each other and with what we were willing to accept 
as raising a family. And then we, again, we zoomed out again. That was, that was, that tip continued forward, right? What would life be like without kids? What would life be like with them? And certainly you never know until you're there. Uh, But for us looking back now, we, we knew what it was like to live not having kids. And now we know what it's like having them. And it's been such a beautiful experience. We have such a beautiful bond with our boys and a unique lifestyle that we get to enjoy together and lots of wonderful memories and plans for the future. So that was a lesson from my 30s, but it did involve having boundaries, boundaries of what are we willing to accept for our lifestyle and how do we want to raise a family going forward? And then there was my 40s. One of the lessons from my 40s came a few years after my sister passed away from cancer, a very sudden diagnosis. She was really uh, the inspiration for me to start blogging because I realized that so many of us, so many women in particular, but really humans, were disconnected from how we're really feeling because we're tied into the system and structure of how we're supposed to be living and how hard we're supposed to be working and should we be resting. It's almost, well, really it is epidemic. Uh, And I think that a lot of people are understanding that now. And so in my forties, I decided, okay, I think I want to start blogging, but it was a big decision because I thought, well, there's a lot of effort that goes into that. I had a young family at the time and Did I want to share? What would I share? I had learned so much in my life about wellness and nutrition for the many years of wellness coaching and in our wellness business. And I wondered, would I be relevant? Here I am starting in this tech world in my 40s. And how am I going to get all this information? And there's all these people younger than me who just, they're doing amazing things online. How should I do this? And so Really, what I decided, the the main key tip that I decided was, again, I wrote out a list of what would I gain and what would I lose by pursuing an online business and taking a blog online and then developing online wellness programs. And I realized there was so much more to gain than to lose because I could share some stories. I could share my experiences and hopefully inspire other humans to make choices that were going to support their well-being. And I really specifically felt drawn to helping women, women and nurturers and ambitious women who want to move forward in their life and want to have the healthy body to support them through it. So what I decided, ultimately the tip from this one, was I chose growth over fear because there were a lot of fears. The the tech side was like, oh my gosh, this is all so new. Everything was just, people had been uh, online and social media had started up and I hadn't really been that active with it. And I felt like I was kind of being left behind at first. And then I realized there's many people who are willing to teach you. And so I tapped into that. I got some coaching and I started and I started before I felt really confident about it. I think that's one of a a very, very big thing for anything that you're going to do in your life is if you really felt called to do it, you need to take the first step and not feeling invested in having to know everything before you absolutely get started. So those are my three tips 
from my 20s, my 30s, and my 40s. So again, the first one was to zoom out and look at all the options. What do you have to gain? What do you have to lose from this decision you're going to make? The next one from my 30s was about creating boundaries and deciding, again, what do you want your life to look like? It doesn't have to look like what you were raised in. It doesn't have to look like your current situation. You get to change it up. And hopefully, if you're in a partnership with someone, I'm grateful for my partner, Peter, that we we have so many of the same values and we've really grown together over the years, but we got to orchestrate and curate our lifestyle and our family. So that was from my 30s and my 40s. Again, choosing growth over fear. What do you have to gain? Focusing on what you have to gain is such a beautiful way of moving forward in your life. And so I leave that with you today. I hope that whatever decisions that you are working through right now, you may be feeling overwhelmed right now because you're completely changing careers. You're wanting to add a whole new arm to your business. You're wanting to maybe move into the online space or elevate your presence in the online space. And you're hearing so many voices telling you, do it this way, do it that way. And it feels like you just can't get a foothold to get started. Slow down and use these three tips and know that you know within yourself ultimately what you want to do. Getting quiet enough to access that information is going to help you make a beautiful impact in your life. And as a result, as you do that, other people as well, because your message will resonate with a group of people you may not even know yet. Have an amazing day. Thank you so much for being here with me on the Connect Podcast. If you like this episode, please share it with someone you think would enjoy it. Also, if you head over to iTunes to leave a review, I'd be so grateful. Let us know what your favorite parts were and what you'd like to hear more of. It will help us have a greater impact, elevating many more people to grow and succeed together. See you next time.